Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. King of kings, Lord of lords, God of gods, we praise your holy and your divine name. Hallelujah. At the remembrance of your name, we give you praise. At the remembrance of your name, we give you glory. Hallelujah. God, we praise you. God, we magnify you. Oh, God, we bless your name. We bless your name. Our soul makes us boast in you. Hallelujah. It's in you that we live. It's in you that we move. It's in you that we have our being. Oh, we praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Oh, God, we bless your name. We bless you, name, Jehovah. Jehovah, we praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are welcome in this place. You are welcome in this place. You are welcome in this place. Be glorified. Be glorified. Be glorified. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus, the matchless, the miraculous, the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you're welcome in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, yes, we bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank God for allowed us to come together this morning hallelujah to worship him we greet you all in the name of our savior and our lord jesus christ we welcome you into this worship experience this morning those of us who've gathered in the sanctuary and those of you who are joining us online thank you for joining us hallelujah we pray that you'll be blessed by the very presence of the lord today in the book of isaiah chapter 9 our scripture will come uh, this morning. Hallelujah. I'll actually begin in chapter 8 for context sakes for the reading of the scripture. I'll start at verse 19. <clears throat> when men tell you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter, 
Should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? To the law and to the testimony. If they do not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. Distressed and hungry, they will roam through the land. When they are famished, they will become enraged and, looking upward, will curse their king and their God. Then they will look toward the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom, and they will be thrust into utter darkness. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice in the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdened them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, every warrior's boot used to battle, used in battle, and every garment rolled in blood will be destroyed destined for burning will be fueled for the fire for unto us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father prince of peace of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end he will reign on David's throne and all over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Bless the reading and the hearing of his holy and his divine word. Our praise ministry will come now. Hallelujah. Lead us further in praise and worship. Oh, bless Hallelujah. the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We bless the name of the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord God, for there will be no end to your kingdom. Your kingdom rules. Your kingdom goes on forever and ever and ever. Hallelujah, God. We bless your name. Yes. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together as we enter into the house of the Lord. We'll sing praises, praises to our God. Can you sing that with us? Oh, oh magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt. Let us exalt his name. Yeah. 
Yes, God. We lift you up. Magnify Hallelujah. your name. Yes, Hallelujah. You're worthy. You're worthy. Yes, Lord. For you alone are worthy. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, yes, yes. 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 Everything we need is in you. There is no end to, to your kingdom. God, we worship. Yeah, you can take a moment to worship him.
Jesus. thank the Lord for this morning and for his presence in our midst for surely the presence of the Lord is in this place thank you all for joining us this morning in the sanctuary and online uh, I do want to just uh, make a quick announcement that uh, for those of us who are part of DOP uh, you will receive an email from me this week concerning our Christmas worship uh, special Christmas worship, which will be on December 23rd, I think would on the Wednesday night. And I will need um, people to be engaged in every household. It'll be a Zoom uh, worship so that you can be at home. And we want a Christmas setting and we'll give you all of the details, but I believe that we will all be blessed. And I want to involve as many persons from different age groups as possible. We also want to ask you to, uh, that by the third Sunday that we will give a special offering. I'm not asking you for a lot of money, that if everybody gives something, we'll be able to be a blessing uh, to our children in the orphanage uh, in Liberia. Amen. Uh, John chapter 14. <clears throat> John chapter 14. And we will read from verse... 25 and focus on verse 27. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, and I'm, I'm reading from some translation because I left my Bible at home. <laughs> uh, this is a life application Bible and it is, I don't know what translation it is, it didn't say. Anyhow, New International Version. All right. All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. All this I've spoken while still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. 
I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Uh, I'm led to talk to you today from the thought, overcoming worry, embracing peace. Overcoming worry, embracing peace. Father, thank you for this opportunity to stand here and proclaim your eternal word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void, but it accomplishes all that you desire. And you prosper your word in the things that you sent it to. Thank you for what your word will accomplish in us this day. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Overcoming worry, embracing peace. Hallelujah. Some people worry over things like how much exercise they need, how their relationships are going, how to pay an unexpected bill, how we'll manage to take care of a family member who's suddenly fallen ill. You might be saying, well, those are natural things to worry about. How many friends they have on Facebook? Who likes them and who doesn't like them? I mean, we hear all the time of children committing suicide because of people who, on Facebook that may say something negative to them or they don't like them or something like that. We, there's something about this age that we're, we're living in that people are finding affirmation through social media and not through their homes. Yeah. We're constantly bombarded with limitless worries. And in this season of COVID-19 that doesn't seem to be going away, but seems to be getting, and not seems to be, but is getting worse, we worry over sickness and hospitalizations and deaths and job losses and people losing their homes and losing their loved ones. And then we look in the, in the, in, uh, across the United States and we still see forest fires destroying land, destroying homes, dreams and memories, hurricanes, snowstorms, the nor'easter that came through the, north, the northeast um, that is probably going on today. Um, that's affecting millions of people. And then political unrest yeah, in the United States and around the world. People are worried. People are worried. A lot of people are worried. A whole, whole lot of people are worried. I get calls every day from some of our people in the various countries that we work with in, in Africa asking about our welfare. Bishop, how are you doing? How's the family? How's the church? We see what's happening in the United States, and we're concerned about you all. We're praying for you. And they're surprised that, that, that the great United States of America is not able to contain this pandemic, and that without superior health care, so many people have been infected and died from this disease. In short, they're worried about us. They're worried about us. I posted an excerpt on Facebook 
one day last week that came from a devotional that, I, that I'd read, and it, and it, it, it was about worry. Um, it seemed to speak to a lot of people. One, one man wrote me back and said, Daddy, you've made my day. Another person said, thanks, Bishop. Sometimes I just need to be reminded. We're not to worry. For many of us, we just need to be reminded that worry is not the order of the day for the children of the kingdom. Amen? And as I thought about this, I thought about this Christmas season. Okay? And I'm reminded more than ever that, that God cares about us. And God wants us to have peace rather than worry. When you look at the prophecies concerning Christ, he came to bring peace on earth. He is the prince of peace. Of course, not for everybody, but for the children of the kingdom, he's the prince of peace. So I'm convinced that, that God does not want us worrying. Jesus taught this in the scriptures in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. He said, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor your body, what you will put on. Then he talks about the, the lilies of the fields and the birds of the air and how God takes care of them. How much more will he take care of you and me who are created in his own image and his own likeness? Then at the end of that, in verse 34, he says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for today is its own troubles. And it's not saying that you're not going to have troubles. But remember, he says, do not. He says, do not. Amen. Paul echoed the, the, the same theme when he wrote in, in, to the church at Philippi in chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. He says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. Whew. But in everything, by prayer and thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And what will happen? The peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. In the devotional that I was reading, uh, the writer quoted Corey Ten Boom, who stated, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows. It empties today of its strength. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows. It empties today of its strength. When I read that, it hit me. It impacted me because I see the truth in that statement. Worry will suck the strength and life out of you if you allow it to. Amen. And I can understand why it would do that. We're human beings. I mean, you know, we, we, we're, we're in the flesh. Amen? We live in a world where things don't always go the way we think they should go or the way they should go. Many times we feel powerless. 
as we face the situations and the circumstances of life that have been thrown our way things that we didn't ask for things that we weren't looking for things that just happened and in that feeling of powerlessness where we see that there is absolutely nothing that we can do about the situation regardless of how much we want to it can lead to despair and despondency it will empty you of your strength not only today's strength but tomorrow's strength and tomorrow and the next day's strength and the next day's strength it will empty you when you focus in on your problems and your situations that you can't change and you begin to allow, allow that to consume you it will empty you of your strength yeah and I'm sure the Lord knew uh, what happens to people when, when they become overwhelmed with worry. Therefore, he taught, do not worry. Mm. Amen. Do not worry. Can anybody say with me, our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus Christ. has said to us, has said to, us. Oh, has said to me, do not worry. That's not natural, is it? It's supernatural. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> because in the natural, you're going to worry. Amen. In the natural, it just seems like it's the right thing to do. Let me, let me just go on into this message because the Lord shared a couple of things with me that I believe will help people. Yeah. Do not worry. Do not worry. The Lord Jesus said it. Do not worry. Why? Well, the author of the devotional had an answer to that question for us to consider. He said, when great uncertainty, uncertainty surrounds us, it's easy to fall into negative and anxious patterns of thinking. Should I say it again? When great uncertainty surrounds us, it's easy to fall into, into negative and anxious patterns of thinking. Yet when such patterns of thinking persist, not only can they rob you of joy and peace, but they can also lead you to entrapment. Mm. Worry is rooted in fear and usually stems from a real or presumed threat to our well-being. And so we become entrapped. We, we find ourselves in a prison that we cannot get out of because we, we, we fall into negative thinking, patterns of thinking, anxious patterns of, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get out of this? How is this going to change? What if this happens? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Now, now, I don't know if this is the point to say this, but, but, but Elder Hoskins has touched on a, a wonderful thing when he talks about at the remembrance, at the memorial name. We're, we're citizens of the kingdom, and, and we got to remember the memorial, the covenant name. We're in covenant. We are in covenant. Amen. And the Lord upholds his end of the covenant. And we got to remember that. 
Rather than, rather than remembering about the money you don't have to pay the bill, amen, that you created, you got to remember that you're in covenant. Rather than worrying about the sickness that, that the, the, the doctor said that, 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 that you're not going to live but six more months, you're in covenant. The Lord, glory to God, hallelujah. One thing he promised you, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am there ye may be also. Hallelujah. So don't worry. Woo. Well, that's, that's, that, that, that was not in what I wrote down. That's in the message for next week. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Glory to the name of Jesus. So when I read what he said, when he said that this, this, this um, uh, uh, leads to in, in tr- uh, negative patterns of thinking uh, that will rob you of your joy and of your peace because they lead to entrapment and that worry is rooted in fear. There were these two words that, 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 that I was led to point out to you, entrapment and fear. Worry which takes you into negative, anxious thoughts, leads to entrapment and fear. What happens is that people who are overcome by worry become imprisoned by their fears and cannot function in normal, everyday life. And guess what? You see, because we, we, are, we are really focused in on us. On ourselves. When you can't function in normal everyday life, you're certainly not going to do anything for the advancement of the kingdom of God. And this is not God's will because you're not created for you. You're created for the glory of the, of the Lord God Almighty. Amen. The Lord Jesus said in John 15 and 16, you did not choose me. He was talking to his disciples, all right? But for us who are believers, amen, amen, we, we've, been, we've been engrafted into the tree. Amen. We've been brought into the will. He said, you didn't choose me. I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father, listen to this, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it you. If you are entrapped by worry and fear, amen, you will not bear fruit for the kingdom, which is what you have been created to do. You ain't crea- you, you, you are not created to make money so that you can buy a fine car and a fine house and live and go on vacation. You are created for the glory and the majesty of Almighty God. Amen. And God's glory is revealed through you as you win souls for the kingdom. You are to be fruitful. And if you are entrapped by worry, you are not fruitful in the kingdom. Because you can't function. You can't function. You can't function. And that says to me that first of all... A lot of times our focus is off. You know, I don't normally listen to the radio when I come to church on Sunday morning because I like to meditate. But when I, when this morning I decided to turn it on when I got up closer to the church and the guy was talking about being focused. He was talking about being focused. And a lot of times we have the wrong focus. He was talking about being, about being focused on God. And a lot of times we have the wrong focus. We're focused on us. 
And this Christianity, this, this, this present day Christianity teaches us to focus on us and not on God. Oh, that, that, you know, and, that, and, and, and uh, that's why I preach a long time, because when I start preaching, all, all, so I'll leave that to next time. Amen. <laughs> so, so we see that worry is not the order of the day for the children of the kingdom. Amen. God wants us to be free from worry so that we will be productive in the kingdom. Yeah. That's the shift that we have to make in our mindset. Every day is about the kingdom. Every day is about the kingdom. When, 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 when you go to work, it's about the kingdom. When you go to school, it's about the kingdom. When you're cooking dinner, it's about the kingdom. Now, when you're in Walmart, it's about the kingdom. That, that, that's, that's the shift that we have to make in our, in our thinking so that we are, have the mindset of bearing fruit all of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we, when we have the right focus, then we can live fulfilled lives, lives of joy and peace when we have the right focus. Because if you don't have the right focus, you're going to get worried. If your focus is on you, you're going to get worried. And the devil knows that. So how do we overcome worry? How do we overcome it? Uh, well, the antidote for worrying is trusting in God. Oh, that's a nice blanket statement. But we all know that. We'll agree. Everybody will say, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, trusting in God and allowing his peace that passes all understanding to keep our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Now, now that come, becomes a little bit diff, more difficult for some people, all right? How do I allow God's peace to, to keep my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus? Yeah, well, maybe I'll tell you that. Maybe you have to learn it, all right? So, in the text chosen for today, Jesus has been teaching, all right? I'm, I'm going to tell you how you allow the Lord to keep your heart in mind. Jesus has been teaching his disciples about the time of his departure, all right? Meaning that he's going to die, just in case you're missing what I'm saying. Jesus is talking about the time when he will be crucified, and he'll be no longer with them physically, okay? He wants them to be prepared so that they continue so that they can continue to live and to fulfill the mission that he came to earth to do. Okay? And of course, as he talks about this, they're worried. When you when you read um Earlier on in the chapter, and in chapter 13, uh, there's a point there where Peter asked the Master, where are you going? And Jesus said, well, where I'm going, you can't come, you can, you can come later. Jesus, Peter still wants to know, where are you going now that we can't come and we can come later? They're worried, they're worried. And they're worried because Jesus, after he has, uh, he's called them, and they, many of them, I guess all of them, have left their former lifestyles, they've left home and family, and they've been following him for, for two and a half, maybe three years, somewhere in that time frame. All right? And now he's talking about leaving them. What are we going to do? I mean, our whole lives have been...
have been consumed with following you and, 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 and doing what you want us to do. But Jesus says to them, do not be troubled. We read it in the came just let not your hearts be troubled. In other words, don't be worried. Don't be worried. I'm going to send another comforter. I'm going to send a helper. I'm going to send a counselor who will fulfill, fulfill your need for divine presence. I mean, Jesus being with them, God in flesh, is divine presence. That, that's what, they may not recognize it, but that's what they're going to miss. They're going to miss divine, they're thinking they're going to miss divine presence. And Jesus said, you're not going to miss divine presence because when I leave, I'm going to send the counselor. I'm going to send the comforter. I'm going to send the helper. Think about that. Comforter, counselor, helper. What do you need? Oh my goodness, your, your mind is all boggled and everything has happened. You need a counselor. You call the pastor, pastor, what the? You need a counselor. So that when you can't get the pastor, glory to God, the Holy Ghost will begin to minister to you and begin to speak to you and begin to lead you into all truth. You know, a lot of us are tied to people. We're tied to people, and, and when stuff happened, and I ain't talking about nobody in here in particular, and I'm not, not just talking about me. There are people that are tied to you. There are some of you in here, people are calling you all of the time, asking you, what must I do? How can I make it through this? How, how can I fix this? They need, and they look, they're looking to you for their counselor, but the counselor that they need is the Holy Ghost. So, 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 <laughs> hallelujah. Uh, in, in the commentary that, that, that I was studying from, the, the writer says, if people will overcome worry, they, they, he's, he's commenting on what Jesus is saying. If people are going to overcome worry, they need my presence. They need my presence. It is divine presence that they need. Why do I need divine presence? Because... Even when you lay in the bed at night, sometimes your husband or your wife can't help you through what you're going through. And, and if you're single, you ain't got nobody, ain't got no business with nobody laying in the bed. <laughs> Glory to God beside you anyway. So you're in situations and circumstances that human beings cannot help you. There are times when only the Lord can help you through situations and circumstances. Mm. Yeah. People must embrace and know how I have known and know that I have not left them. Isn't that what Jesus said? I will never leave you nor forsake you. So people need to know how to embrace or just need to embrace that. Amen. That, that Jesus will never leave them and, and, and will never forsake them in any situation or in any circumstance of life. Can you, can, you, can you buy into that today? That whatever it is you're going through, the Lord has not left you. 
Whatever it is, if you are a believer, whatever it is that is, that is coming your way, the Lord, Jehovah, the covenant God, has not left you. He is a God of covenant. He never goes back on his word. He never lets down his end of the covenant. Hmm. he's not left you to your own strength he's not left you to your own wisdom he's not left you to your own resources he says I am with you I am the helper I am the comforter I am the counselor who there we go into Yahweh I am that I am oh my goodness uh, who shall I tell sent me? Just tell him I am. <laughs> Glory to the name of Jesus. Uh, when the devil starts attacking me, whose name shall I stand up against the devil in? Tell, tell the devil I am. Is with you. Oh my goodness! You got to remember the name. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. I, I, I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking right now, I remember being, and I've shared this with you before, but I remember one time we were in Freetown, and we were, we had to catch a flight to, to, to Monrovia, and, and you, and to get to the airport, the airport is on an island, and you have to take a ferry to get from the mainland to get to the island, and we got there, the plane had landed, but the gate was not, they would not open the gate, and they would not let us off the plane, I mean, they would not let us get on the plane. We couldn't even get into the terminal. And I was frustrated, and I began to begin to uh, um, uh, try to argue with the person at the gate. But then the Spirit of the Lord stilled me. Because you see, once we miss that flight, we're going to have to wait three days or, or, or two days to catch another flight, which meant we were going to be late getting to, to, to Monrovia. Spirit of the Lord said, Be still. And know that I am God. Some of you all in here today need to be still. And know that he is God. Oh my goodness. Be still. Tell your spirit. Be still. And know that God is God. When I settle down and begin to remember his name. After a while. The Holy Spirit said, ask somebody about another travel agency. And when I asked the question, they sent us to the travel agency who got us on the plane the next day to go, to, go on to Monrovia. But if I had stayed in my worried state and begin to fuss and argue and complain, are y'all hearing me? How many of y'all like to fuss? How many of y'all just like to argue? How many of y'all got a whole lot to say? Shut your mouth. Be still. Whew. Ah, yeah. The prophet said, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. I don't know. Hallelujah. The head of your government. But I know who's the head of my government. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. It's not the Republicans, nor is it the Democrats. 
Hallelujah. Amen. It's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The government shall be upon his shoulder. Glory to God. Amen. It goes on. His name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And you know, when you think about Christmas season and this time of year, if there's no other time, you should have hope and you should have peace. It's this time. Because when I think of the coming of the Lord, he came to bring peace. What did the angels sing that day? Glory to God in the highest and on earth, what? Peace among men. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, you know, this season is not about the temporary happiness that you feel when you receive a gift from somebody. It's not about the good, not even about the good feelings that you feel when you go in, around your family and your friends. It's not about spending money. You know, a whole lot of folk, you know, they find that they were talking on the news the other day people, because people have been shut in. All of the Christmas tree farms are running out of Christmas trees. The folk going to buy the trees. I went and bought mine yesterday. Because I knew if I waited like I did last year, all the trees would be gone. But I wasn't stressed about it. I'm not even stressed. Even though I would like to go on a mission trip, I'm not even stressed about not traveling. Whew. Lord God Almighty. So this time of year, it's not about that. I went to Target yesterday and almost turned around. The store was full of people. The line was from the cash register all back around to the grocery aisle. And I'm saying, Where, what are all these people doing? Spend the money. And a lot of us are going to spend a whole lot of money. Some of us will spend money we don't have to spend. That's not what it's about. This time of year is about the Lord Jesus Christ who came into the world, yes, to save us from our sins and reconcile us to God, but to give us his divine presence. His divine I will not leave you Comfortless. I will not leave you without my presence. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. If you're going to overcome worry, remember that you're not alone in your struggles. Not today, not forever. You're not alone in your trials and your tribulations. You're not alone in this pandemic. You are never alone, even in your aloneness. You're never alone. Jesus has not left you without the presence of God. His presence is with you. He's with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. That's what we need to know if we're going to overcome worry. Because thoughts are going to come. They're going to come. The devil will bombard your mind with thoughts. But you got to remember who's with you. The next thing the Holy Spirit showed me concerning overcoming worry is that as he is with us, we have the responsibility to trust him. As he is with us, we have the responsibility to trust him. Okay. Trusting him means opening up your will, opening up your emotions, and opening up your affections to him and allowing his peace to penetrate your being. The peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart. What is heart in the scriptures? Will, emotions, affections. Open them up. 
so that the Spirit of God will penetrate, the peace of God will penetrate your being. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. We just said that. What, this is one of the titles and the roles that, that's ascribed to him uh, in Isaiah chapter, chapter 9. Okay? And Jesus says in, in this text that was chosen for the day, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world give do I give. Do not allow your hearts to be troubled, nor allow it to be afraid. He is saying to you and me, I'm giving you my peace, but you have to open your will. You have to open your emotions and you have to open your affections to receive my peace. I won't force you to receive it. You know, we teach the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He never forces himself on anyone. He's not going to force his peace on you. You have to want it. And you have to open up to receive it. Yeah. Just like you open up to receive worry. Jesus is saying, I've come to take the worry away and replace it with my peace, but you have to open up to receive it. I don't know if this makes any sense to you, but it makes a whole lot of sense to me. It's scriptural. You know, uh, an example of this, it doesn't talk necessarily about peace, but you remember when, when, when after Jesus' um, resurrection and he appeared to, to Peter, he appeared to disciples on one occasion in chapter 21 of John, he appeared to Peter. And he dealt with Peter about, about the guilt of his denial. And he said, Peter, do you love me? Asked Peter three times. Last time, Peter said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And each time, Jesus gave Peter a command. Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. In other words, Jesus was saying to Peter, I'm not holding your past mistakes against you. In fact, I told you that you would deny me. That's in the past now. Follow me. So, where, where you've been worrying, where you've been uh, anxious, and you've allowed these things to trap, Jesus said, I won't hold that against you. You open yourself up to worry. Reject it. Renounce it. Now open yourself up to me and allow me to minister to you. Follow me. Follow me. Jesus wants you to reject and renounce worry and receive his peace. He wants you to renounce worry and receive his peace. Worry will become a God to you. You will worship worry. You'll get up in the morning giving obeisance to worry. You will eat your meals in worry. You will ride in your car in worry. It will become a God to you. Oh Lord have mercy. Mm. Jesus renounce it and receive my peace. So how, how do we do that? Well one way we do it is we, we got to remember and you know through, there are several places in the scripture it always talks about remember. Okay. We got to remember that we're in war. You're in war. Every day you live, you're in war. Okay? Satan is our enemy. Okay? 
He's trying to create worry in you so that you won't be fruitful in the kingdom. You say, well, no, that, no, uh, Bishop, that's not what Satan is trying to do. I'm just worried. I, I, I still go to church. I still sing. You're not winning in the souls. <laughs> You're not encouraging people. You're not praying for people. You're not reaching out trying to teach people the word of God because you are consumed by worry. Where did it come from? It came from the enemy of God, the enemy of the kingdom, because if he can stop us from being fruitful, you see, you know, a lot of times we, 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 we're thinking about fornication and we're thinking about adultery and we're thinking about alcoholism and drug abuse and we're forgetting about worry. We're forgetting about how worry stops us in our tracks and stops us from being fruitful in the kingdom. You can't even witness to your own children because you're worried that they're going to reject you. You better tell them about Jesus. You better do all you can to tell them about Jesus because you don't want their souls to be lost. Worried about rejection. Worried. Can't pay your tithes because you're worried about a bill that you created that you shouldn't have created. Worried. Worried. Can't go on the mission field because you're worried about where you're going to sleep and what you're going to eat. What are you going to see? Lions and tigers. <laughs> Worry. You won't be fruitful in the kingdom. We're in warfare. And Satan knows that if he can get the saints, if he can get the saints, one of the, one of the uh, I think it's a translation of, of Ephesians chapter 6, where it talks about Satan wearing the saints out. Yeah, he'll wear you out with this problem after that problem after the other problem and get you bogged down in worry. For, for the born again Christian saints, we can't worry. So Paul gives us, he gives us a strategy. And actually, what he, what the strategy he gives us is tied into the defense of his, deposit, his apostleship in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 10. He said, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the putting down of strongholds, casting down arguments, casting down arguments, casting down arguments, casting down arguments, casting down what? And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Where are arguments started first? In your mind. I can't go here. I can't go there. I can't do that because I'm worried. Ooh, casting down arguments. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience to Christ. So the way you renounce or reject worry, which is now, renouncing and rejection is pulling down those strongholds because what Satan has done, he's, he's, he's established a stronghold in your spirit man. In your heart, which, which, which deals with your will, your mind, and your emotions. There's a stronghold there that you can't get beyond. That you need to pull down. 
starts with renouncing and rejecting. Okay? He says, yeah, yeah. That, that what you do is you pull down those strongholds. You cast down those arguments that are being raised up in your mind against the knowledge of God. Against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is that he is Jehovah. He is the covenant God. He says, I will be with you. He says, I will give you peace. He says, there's no need to worry. He says, do not worry. It's just making any sense. Against the knowledge of God. Against what God has taught you. In his word. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And then Paul talks about being ready to punish uh, every, all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Yeah. So you got to bring those thoughts into captivity to the word of God. And you counter those thoughts with what you've been taught in the word. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are of good report, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be anything, uh, any virtue, if there be any praise, anything praiseworthy, meditate, think, think, think on these things. The things you have learned. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, these things do, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, there are legitimate concerns, okay, that God expects us to walk in wisdom in, all right? He expects us uh, to, 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 to walk in wisdom. He doesn't want you walking in worry. He wants you trusting him. So I'm talking about rejecting worry that has entrapped you. Worry that has taken you prisoner. Worry that has stopped you from living. Worry that has, has, has you too afraid to do anything. The Lord wants to liberate you from worry by flooding your heart, your will, your mind, and your emotions with his peace. Paul said it's a peace that passes all understanding. You may not understand when all of a sudden the stress is gone. You may not understand when all of a sudden the worry is gone. When all of a sudden you're sleeping good at night. You may not understand, but it's the peace of God that passes your understanding because you have now chosen to reject worry and embrace peace. And you allow his spirit because we never do any of this on our own. Holy Spirit is always present. He's always working and he's always leading us into the will of God. Worry. If this message doesn't help you, thank God that you don't have any worries. If this message spoke to you, reject worry. Embrace peace. And you got to do it 
You got, I mean, every time something comes up in your mind that tries to cause you to worry, you just got to reject it. Open up to the Holy Spirit to move and minister to you and allow his peace that passes all understanding to keep your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. Remember, worry can become your God. Once worry gets its foothold, this is like the devil. Once he gets a toehold, he'll take a foothold. If you grew up in a house where your parents worried all of the time, that spirit of worry is on you. You got to reject it. You got to reject it. When I think of Christmas, I think of the peace of God that the Prince of Peace brought into this world. And it's not just temporary. It's every day, throughout the year. Every day. If I got peace, I'm not worried. Let me tell you what people will tell you to do. Because this is, you know, kind of like, I guess, a reality generation maybe. You know, you know people, when you meet people, we grew up in a, in a, learn in a time when you meet people, people say, how are you doing? He said, praise the Lord, I'm doing fine. And so now people say, no, you, if you ain't doing fine, don't tell people you're doing fine. But if I speak that I'm doing fine, I mean, I may have an aching hip, you know. My blood pressure might be high, you know. Uh, blood level high and diabetes racking and raging. But if I speak, I'm doing fine. Maybe it's because I learned not to worry. You know, I, I like to say God is in control. He's in control. And, and, and there's nothing I can do about it so I need to just rest in him and I choose to allow his peace that passes all understanding to keep my heart in my mind because what can I do anyway reject that God of worry in your life and I don't want nobody to tell me, Bishop, you know I don't worry. Maybe a few people in here can say, Bishop, you know I don't worry. But some of you are even sitting under the sound of my voice. The Lord has spoken to you today. Can somebody say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. This morning, I pray that the word of God has found a place in your heart and your life. And spoken to you. Because this thing is very pervasive. And a lot of times we just don't focus on it from a scriptural perspective. God doesn't want us worrying. He wants us to embrace his peace. And when we embrace his peace, it does pass all understanding. Life becomes better. You're open to doing the will of God. You're open to being fruitful in the kingdom. So this morning, if your life is consumed with worry, I want to pray for you. You've heard the word. Remember, it's your responsibility now to embrace what the Lord has provided. You know, 
He won't make you do it. He won't force you to accept his peace. He wants you to receive his peace so that your life can now become fruitful for the kingdom and you can live fulfilled and joyful. So, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void. It will accomplish all that you desire. You will prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives. I pray for every individual sitting under the sound of my voice, whether in the sanctuary or online. I pray especially for people who are consumed by worry. I pray that your peace that you offer, that they will embrace and they will allow their wills, their minds, and their emotions to be pervaded by your peace that passes all understanding. Help us to understand our responsibility in accepting your peace and rejecting the God of worry. Help us. Help us. We want to be fruitful in your kingdom. Thank you now. We yield to you. Be glorified in our lives. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. This morning, if, if you are not a believer, if you've not received Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, we want to give you that opportunity to do so today. Even if you at one time were a believer and, you know, the, the cares of life took its toll in your life and you allowed things to pull you away from the Lord, I pray that in some way the Lord has spoken to you today and you will come back to him. Give your life to him again and start to live for him. Allow him to be the God of your life. And whatever other gods that you've been serving or you've allowed to rule and reign in your life, you will reject those and embrace Jesus again. Jesus came. Jesus gave his life, shed his blood so that you could be saved. Will you come to him today? We want to give you that opportunity to do so. We're going to pray with you. And you can write to us online and let us know of the decision that you've made. And even, you know, I was thinking about this last week. There may be people who are listening to us and you don't have, you're not connected to a ministry, right? I don't know how we can have virtual members, but the Lord laid that on my heart today to make that offer. If you want to connect with Tabernacle of Praise, write to us and let us know. And we'll follow up with you. We'll follow up with you. You know, this is, this is a different day. This is a different time. This is a different season. And we're, we're learning how to reach people and minister to people in different ways. So if, there, if you want to connect with this ministry, write to us and let us know. Make that decision today. I want to pray for you if you are unsaved today. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. But Lord Jesus, you gave your life. You shed your blood. You died on the cross for me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you did. I believe you made the sacrifice just for me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. 
I receive you today. And I thank you that according to your word, as I have received you, you have received me. Thank you, Father. I claim my salvation now. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and it is your will to be saved, the Lord has heard and received you. Write to us and let us know so that we can follow up with you. Father, bless now. Bless your people. Every situation, every circumstance that people are dealing with, help them to cast their care on you because you care for them. Work it out for your glory and for our good. We trust you, Lord. We choose to embrace your peace. We choose to embrace what you've taught us and follow your word. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Well, that brings us to the end of the message for today. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. Write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com that's tabernacle of praise at msn.com give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you also we would like for you to sow into this ministry if you've been blessed by this work by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel and you would like to help further this cause we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.